Welcome to the Live in Love podcast, hosted by Jason and Amy Carter. For more information about this podcast, other resources, or booking information, go to liveinloveministries.com. Now, here's Jason and Amy. Hey guys, welcome to the Live in Love podcast. I'm your co-host, Amy Carter, here with my husband, Jason Carter. Hey guys. And we are thrilled that you have decided to join us for episode four, You Are Not Alone. Now, don't get me wrong. This isn't a creepy kind of thing where somebody's watching you, horror movie kind of thing. Yeah, definitely not an episode about creepers. Yeah, (laughs) we don't we don't do that kind of podcasting. So uh, but this is actually intended to be an encouragement to you because we know there are times in life where it feels like we're alone. It seems like nobody understands. And we felt very strongly that we wanted to encourage you in your walk and say, hey, you're not alone. You really aren't. And um, so we hope that this episode brings you that encouragement. Yes. So on our journey two and a half years ago, after losing our 18-year-old daughter, Katie Beth, in a car accident, this is definitely how we felt. We felt extremely alone and probably still days where we feel that way. But I know in those months after, there were so many times that felt like we were the only ones walking through this journey. And I know that's a big part of your story and your testimony, Amy, as well, because more than anything, you know, I felt a lot of anger, but you said, I just felt alone. I felt like there was nobody else going through this. Yeah, definitely. And You know, God was so good during that time because he knew that I felt that and he kept whispering to me, you're not alone. I'm here. You're not alone. And, um, you know, when you're walking through something that's so painful and so difficult, like we were walking through at that time and that we're still learning how to process and walk through, you know, the the pain, the the hurt, uh, the wound is really all you can seem to feel and see at times. And so it's hard to, you know, remember that we are not alone, that he is with us and that there are other people who, uh, whether we realize it or not, can relate to the pain that we're going through, relate to and help us walk through that uh, season that we're in. And so it really became vital for me to connect with God, but also with others in my grieving process, especially people who had lost a child. There was just like this instant connection with them, you know, and the other thing is, it's just, it's really hard when you see normal life going on for everyone else and you're still trying to process the pain. You know, our lives were really just like halted when we got that phone call and You know, we were surrounded by a wonderful community, our family, our friends, our church, just everybody just came around and and held us up and comforted us. But when you're laying in your bed crying at night, that's the moments where you feel like nobody really understands. Um, I am all alone in this pain. And it can be a really dangerous place to be if if you let those thoughts take hold um, because that's what the enemy wants. He wants to make you believe that you're alone, that yeah. nobody understands. Yeah, I mean, and, and even, I mean, I can remember even times when we're sitting in the living room and those chairs and the house was bustling with people. And, I mean, there were people everywhere and they were doing all kinds of stuff. They were cleaning and they were washing clothes or they were cooking food or they were doing all the different things that people do when they're helping you in your pain. Yet, 
I, I could sit there and vividly I can remember feeling as if none of that was going on, almost like I was alone in this by myself. So even with all those people, you know, when you're walking through pain, like none of that, none of that registers sometimes. And it's easy to want to just dig a hole, jump in that hole and just say, you know what? I want everybody just to leave me alone and stay in that place because of the pain is so deep and we don't feel like people understand and everybody else's life just kind of moves on. And, and yeah, I mean, it is very unhealthy, as you said, to stay there. And it's very important to realize what is true. Well, yeah. And the truth is we weren't created to do life alone. I mean, we were created out of relationship for relationship. I mean, God himself is a trinity. You know, it's not just God. It's God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so they started together. They were, It was never just God. And he was like, you know, I think I'm lonely. No, it started in relationship. It's pretty cool how that works. And we were created in his image. So therefore, we are created for, for relationship, for relationship yeah. and community, community as well. And when we say that we were created for relationship, yes, we were created for relationship with one another, but also with the Father. That's He created us to have relationship with Him. And so, you know, how awesome is that, that our Creator made us to connect with Him and with others. God is referred to in Scripture as Emmanuel, and the translation of that is God with us. Not, you know, oh, God is helping us or God is watching over us, but God with us. Yeah, he walks the journey. It's not that, hey, I'm looking through a pair of binoculars watching your walk every day in your life and I'll I'll come whenever something bad happens or I will be there, you know, taking care of you. Yeah, it's like you said, literally walking the road. Well, yeah, it's a promise from Scripture. Matthew twenty eight twenty says, And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Isaiah 43, 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. I mean, how awesome is that? Those are promises of God right there. Yeah, so um, since we're doing Scripture right now, Joshua, Joshua is taking over at the beginning of the book of Joshua for Moses. And there's a lot to do. You're leading a group of people because Moses can't go into the promised land. And so what ends up happening is Joshua is supposed to lead this group of people who that that's awesome. But these, these people are rebellious, rebellious people. And, and this is a big deal. And Moses had been such a great leader. And this is what the beginning in, in chapter one, verse nine of Joshua says, it says, here's what I'm commanding you to do. Be strong and brave. Do not be afraid do not lose hope. I am the Lord, your God. I will be with you everywhere you go. So I think it's cool that no matter what God says, even when you're fixing to walk through something, you can anticipate, Hey, this is good. This is bad. This is ugly, whatever it might be that don't lose hope. It's a, it's something that he's reminding Joshua ahead of time that I'm going to be there. I'm going to walk every step with you. So when you get to the place where you feel alone, you get to the place you feel like there is no hope. And what will we do? Remember that. Remember that I'm with you everywhere you go. There's a song that I really came to love after uh, we lost Katie Beth. And really kind of I would declare this song in those moments where I felt lonely. It's a Carrie Job song called I Am Not Alone. And some of the lyrics say, 
in the midst of deep sorrow i see your light is breaking through the dark of night will not overtake me i am pressing into you lord you fight my every battle oh and i will not fear i am not alone i am not alone you will go before me you will never leave me and even now, some days, I just put that song on and I just have to sing it out and declare it, especially in those moments where I'm feeling like I am alone. I know that's not true. The truth is I'm not alone. He's there with me. Yeah, I think it's important. You make a good point that sometimes it's just making a declaration. <laughs> sometimes it's not feeling it. It's just stating it, whether it's through singing a song, whether it's reading scripture whether it's just saying it out loud, just to, to remind yourself, I feel this way, but God, you say I'm not alone. So I'm going to stand on that today, and I'm going to I'm going to proclaim that today because I know that to be true. I don't feel like it's true, but that's true. Or maybe just throw a song on and let Carrie Job remind you exactly. of what's truth. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Carrie, Carrie can sing. Yes, she can. Sure, she can. So I want to share a little story that I read just recently. Not really a story, but it's a it's a tradition. Um, that Native Americans do with their young boys. They're, they're young, what they call braves. That's what they call young boys is bra are braves. And so when they're 13, they participate in this ritual. And they take their 13-year-old boys the night of their birthday, their 13th birthday, and they blindfold them. And they take them into an extremely dense forest miles and miles away and, and make them stay there the entire night all by themselves. And then when they take off that blindfold in the middle of the night, in the middle of this forest, here they are all alone. And I can only imagine that they're just absolutely terrified. They're called braves, <laughs> but probably very unbrave at this particular point. And I can imagine, cause you know, we've all been there where we've been somewhere by ourselves or in the middle of the woods at night and every twig that snaps or when the wind blows or when an animal howls or whatever, they, sure their imagination went crazy you know like there's a wolf that's about to pounce out or a bear or some other terrifying animal that's ready to just pounce on you and tear you up but after what probably felt like an eternity that sun would come up and it would begin to shine through that sunlight would first break through and enter into the forest floor and they would begin to see flowers and trees maybe even the path that they walked in the woods on and that brave, that young brave would also look up and to his utter astonishment, he would see the figure of a man standing just a few feet away, armed with a bow and arrow. And that man was his father because his father who would take him out there blindfolded and leave him in the woods actually had been there all night long, armed and ready to protect him, even though he didn't know. And what an incredible picture and lesson in bravery and independence for sure, because that boy believes in his heart he's on his own and he's got to be brave and he has to take care of himself. But when he opens his eyes in the morning, when the sun comes up, it's also a lesson in dependence as well, not just independence, but dependence. And the message that gets sent to him is that tribe and family matter. That you are truly never alone, even when you might feel the most lonely. And I just felt like that was such a powerful story about a father. One, from the, the sense of a spiritual father, like God, 
He never leaves us. Even when we feel the most alone, he's always there armed and ready to take care of us and comfort us and protect us and those things. But it's also a great message about when you have a tribe, when you have people that love you and are around you, you really truly are never alone. You say tribe and it makes me think of uh, that story you shared even makes me think of a, a herd. You know, I think about how um, lions and and they hunt and what they do is they look for that that weak animal. They look for the one that's alone, that's not with the herd, and that's who they're going to try to attack and devour. Yeah, the, the injured. Yeah. The injured one in the herd, the one that's in pain, right? And that's that's such a picture of us as well in our walk. Like the enemy is looking to, I mean, the word says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Like he wants to destroy us. And when we're weak and injured and, you know, maybe have kind of drifted away from the herd a little bit, we're going to be a whole lot more, it's going to be more vulnerable to the enemy's attack. And so we we really need to stick with our herd. We're very blessed that we have a good herd around us. Yeah, we and, have we, a- and we have great family as well. But, you know, even in like in our situation, many times our pain is their pain too. So many times it's hard for them to comfort us the way we need to because they're in the midst of that too. So having that herd or that tribe outside of your family. And like Amy said, we're very, very blessed with that. Yeah, I remember after we lost Katie, we had a a group of friends um, that came over and just walked around our house and prayed over our home and prayed over us. And they didn't even come in that night. They just walked and prayed over us just to build us up and, and to encourage us and to strengthen us as we were walking through that difficult time. What a what a beautiful picture they were to us of you're not alone. Like they were our herd. They were our tribe yeah, that they, night. They were praying a wall around our home and around our life. I mean, that's what they were doing is they, they were, it was, it was that picture of, you know, the people of Israel, right? Like they're walking around the walls of Jericho. I know they were walking in order for them to fall, but, but they were literally building walls of protection around us that night. And that was, that was their heart. Yeah, it was beautiful, beautiful picture. They had no words to say to us. They they knew that nothing was going to change our pain. But the very best thing they could do was just stand there and be the people that they were called to be to us. And that is protectors and and encouragers and and to edify us. I have a a couple of buddies that came in those first couple of days. They were there the night that we showed up after coming back from the hospital but they also would show up. They would kind of <laughs> were in shifts, and they would one would leave and one would show up. And what's amazing is they both looked at me and they said that very thing. They said, "I have we have no words for you, but just know we're just going to sit over here, and if you need us, great. If you don't, great. But we're going to be here." And and I might have shared this in another episode. I don't know, but I just know that their presence spoke to me probably more than maybe anything anybody did. Any plate of food. I had a friend that came over and mowed and we needed our grass and we had people do all kinds of stuff. But there was something about being in such deep, dark pain and looking over and in the corner, there was my buddy Tim or Wally and they're just sitting there. They're not doing anything, but just their presence and their willingness to say to me through their actions, I got your back. No matter what, I got your back. And and I'm here if you need me. And if you don't, 
I'm still going to be here getting your back. And there is something to be said about that. It's like you're the vulnerable one. And they're like, when that line comes to pounce on you, don't worry about it. I got you. And, and there's something powerful about that. And there's something comforting about that. And it helps you realize and it, and it reaffirms the truth that you truly aren't alone. Yeah, you know, Galatians 6, 2 says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. We've got to have people to help carry our burdens. And we've got to be willing to carry other people's burdens. Um, you know, we are such huge believers and advocates and encouragers in saying, you know, we, it's real simple, guys. We just got to love God and love people. And that's the core message behind this episode even. is. Yeah, it's interesting that you said it that way, Amy, because the end of that verse is a promise that we will fulfill the law of Christ if we carry each other's burdens. And some people might say, well, what does that mean? Well, the whole New Testament scripture, Jesus talks about the law is just that. It's about loving the Father and loving one another. That's fulfilling the law of Christ. That's what he said. And Paul even says that the whole law can be summed up in this, that you love one another like Christ loved us. And so, yeah, that's exactly exactly what you just said is bearing the burden is loving each other well. Yeah. And we just want to say to you, if you're going through a time right now where you feel like you're alone and nobody understands. Uh, cry out to Jesus, first of all. That would be my first piece of advice because I have had to do that many, many times, especially on this journey we've been on. But secondly, uh, reach out to, to others. There, I promise you there are other people out there who, even though they may not understand your pain completely, um, they're willing to walk through it with you and they're willing to help hold you up and carry those burdens with you. So we just want to encourage you in that, that you know you're not alone. And we're available if you need someone to reach out to. We have a link on our website for prayer requests. You can reach out to us through Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram, all those things. Like we are available to you as a resource as well if you need help or encouragement along the way in your journey. Yeah, and in addition to the fact that you need people in your life, there, it's the flip. The flip side is also true. People need you. They need you to be that for them. So keeping your eyes open and your ears open when when other people are hurting, and they don't need answers. Your your words are probably not going to fix their pain. None of us have answers to fix that. Yet sometimes it's just being present, like we've said. It's just praying for someone. It's it's just being that person that will be a part of their tribe that will protect them when they're most vulnerable. So it's you need them, but they need you as well. And and I think that's what we're saying for us. Like we want to be that for people because we've had people do that for us as well. So that wraps our episode tonight. We want to encourage you that you aren't not alone. You're definitely not alone. God is with you. There are people that love you. Um, and we want to proclaim that. If you don't feel that, that, man, I don't have anybody. Just know we love you. And there are others that love you. And um, and the Father is watching over you. So as Amy said, follow us on Facebook. We're going to put this episode out there on Facebook. So if you follow us on Facebook, Live in Love Ministries, we would love for you to share this because who knows who will hear this that needs to hear it just because you decided to share it. So we would encourage you to do that. But also, again, follow us on Instagram. We're throwing stuff up there, events, and just different encouraging things. But also, if you have an event coming up at your church or your organization, 
or you would just like for us to come and speak to your church or your organization, we would be honored to do that. And we would ask that if you would like us to do that, to go to our website, to our speaking page, and there is a speaking request form there, and you can go fill that out or have your leadership at your church organization fill that out. And we would be, again, honored to come and share our story or anything really that that you might want us to come and share with your group of people. Yeah, guys. So until next time. Live well. And love well. You've been listening to the Live and Love podcast, hosted by Jason and Amy Carter. For more information about this podcast, other resources, or booking information, go to liveandloveministries.com.